Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. This report is an important first step in cataloging these incidents, but it is just a first step. Okay. Something was released yesterday, the day before this podcast is being recorded. Okay. June 25th? Yeah. It was a report, but unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh. Yep. It is the end of June. I was waiting for it, and here we are. Mm-hmm. So since this happened, I figured we would just kind of revisit this in its infancy. It's only been a day, of course, since this report has been released. People have kind of dove into it, analyzed it a little bit, but again, it's literally maybe been 24 hours at the most. Okay. I got some more quotes for you to start us off, just about what people are kind of saying about it, okay? okay. That first quote I read, do you remember how I said like there's only like one thing I could agree with Marco Rubio on? Mm-hmm. And it was like, UAPs need to be looked at. Well, that first quote was from Marco Rubio. Right. And the, he continues, the Defense Department and Intelligence Committee have a lot of work to do before we can actually understand whether these aerial threats present a serious national security concern. And then um, a hero of one of the, uh, one of the, what a wild world we live in, one of the impeachment hearings, um, you know, uh, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Representative Adam Schiff has said, quote, we should approach these questions without preconceptions to encourage a thorough syst- systematized, it's a weird word, Adam Schiff. Systemic? Systematized. No, it's systematized. That's the word. Okay, sure. But like, I've never heard that word in my life. Yep. I know words. I mean, I think you can make them up when you're a politician. You can make up a bunch of shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, isn't that the truth? I hope that's a takeaway from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can make up a lot of shit if you're a politician. Yeah. Just say whatever you want. Yeah. Systematized analysis still feels weird to me. Of the potential national security and flight safety risks posed by unidentified aerial phenomena, whether they are the result of a foreign adversary, atmospheric, or other aerial phenomena, space debris, or something else entirely. All right. I mean, that's some wild space debris if it's moving around. Like it's. I mean, that's just... Things. Right. We're, we're being real generous here. So, But I get again, it. Yeah. Being broad. How long do you think this report was, by chance? I, think it, I, I believe it was 75 pages. I believe it was... I thought it was only nine. Oh, I think I heard it was like 70-something. Well, let's double check. Unless they're releasing way. it in parts, I don't how, know. How long is the UAP report? Because this part is a preliminary report, but I think that's what it, it mainly was. Um, 
you're not going to just tell me how many pages it was. You got a Freedom Information Act that. Yeah, we really do. But I thought I had an article here pulled aside that said it was just nine pages because it was. Yeah, like, I could it, be wrong. It was, I no, no, I'm not it, saying. I'm not saying you're not. But it was a, yeah, you know, like a shocking. Like it was only. Let's see. I'm just looking here real quick just to see because I thought because the the reason why I was mentioning it was that like. It's not a long report, if that is, you know, the true number, obviously. Nine pages, government report, that's like nothing. But a lot of people have not um, had a, I mean, people have read it, of course, but it hasn't been dissected nearly enough, I would say. But people have, of course, read it, and we can give you the, uh, some of the important parts that come from this report. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's just, I'm going to jump into that. All right. These are some, as you can imagine, last week we talked about communication on the Internet. Yep. Well, people on the Internet have perused these things because much like streaming and binge watching a Netflix show, mm-hmm. people get it and go to town. Yep. So these were some selected accounts straight from the, um, the report, like very specific, like from a government report. So this will be right, re- you know, it'll read as government reporting, but yeah, it's, it's going to be boring. Maybe, but I mean, the point is in the boringness and the straight face. There's going to be some things that pop out. Exactly. Yeah. So just let's kind of dig through it because anybody listening probably isn't going to read the whole report, and I may not even read their whole report, although I probably will. Here's some highlights. All right, lay them on me. All right. The limited amount of high-quality reporting on unidentified aerial phenomena hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of the UAP. So as we hit these bullet points, we can kind of dive into it. That basically, like, it's not enough. We can't. We, that That's basically like, ah, we don't know. Yeah. Well, that's when, the whole reason it got started, right? Exactly. Now, 144 reports... Uh, originated from the the United States government sources, or USG, as I move forward. Of these 80 reports involved observation with multiple sensors. So, like, different views, you know what I mean? Uh 80 of those guys, but 144, and that's the main takeaway. There is 145 reports mentioned. They can only explain one of them. Okay. Which I believe was an actual, like, weather balloon. Because it's just like something weird they saw that got wrapped up in here. Okay, sure. But other balloons are out there, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Or some kind of, yeah. We currently lack sufficient information in our data set to attribute incidents to specific explanations. In 18 incidents described in 21 reports, observers reported unusual UAP movement patterns or flight characteristics. Some UAP appeared to remain stationary in winds aloft, move against the wind, Maneuver abruptly or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. In a number of cases, military aircraft systems processed radio frequency, RF energy, associated with UAP sightings. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's definitely interesting. Right. The UAPTF, which is of course stands for the, uh, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which is an incredible thing to have exist. Yeah. It holds, is. I mean, right. Yeah. What are these things? We are a government agency tasked figuring out what these things, in fact, are. 
I mean, I like that. Yeah. It's just a weird thing that, you know, it's weird that they're actually doing something. And that's kind of why, yeah, exactly why I keep, like, for how many years? I mean, everybody knows since Roswell, since before. It, this has been poo-pooed. And I'm not even, like, I mean, I'm a huge alien guy, like, with my fiction and stuff. But as far as when it comes to aliens in space, like, I care, obviously. But I'm like, I never think anything's ever going to come of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I like thinking about it, but it's never something I'm like. Like, that can't be real. Nothing can exist. And, like, not even, and then, like. The realistic part of this, which they always come back to, which I love, is that like when they just go, we don't know. And even just saying we don't know is like one step forward because it's admitting something is there. Yeah, it's not saying no. Yeah, it's like... It was a weather balloon. Yeah. Swamp gas. What a good one. Yeah. Mercury and Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is weird and fair. I'm Nick. That's it. We're... (laughs) Mercury and Gatorade. That's not mine. I, I oh, damn it. Somebody. Still good. I don't <laughs> care. It made me laugh because it's the first time I it heard it. It made me laugh, too. So that's funny. <laughs> Mercury and Gatorade. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't take credit for it. Though. That's okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> the call out is honest. Just for some laughs. I yep. That's like, caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a an, good one. It's, I mean, it's top notch shit right there. Yeah, the UAPT holds a small amount of data that appear to show UAP demonstrating acceleration or a degree of signature management. We are conducting further analysis to determine if breakthrough technologies were demonstrated. So, like, to me, that reads like, we don't know what this was. Was this brand new tech, you know, brand new, sophisticated tech we don't know about yet? What? But, like, even breakthrough is, like, you know, lame government speak for, like, it's revolutionary. This has never been seen before. Yeah. It's something else. Mm-hmm. UAP clearly, and this is a point that many people draw themselves attention to, and which you have heard in, you know, when Navy people or like military people of all kinds talk about this, the main reason why we care about this. UAP clearly pose a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. Mm-hmm. Now, how many reports do you think these ding-dongs have had on terrorism or foreign threats or domestic threats? So to throw out the fact that these things that they have no idea is like, yeah, this poses an actual threat to national security. Right. We both know how America reacts to threats. We mm. blow them up. We blow them up. Perceived or real, Prino, is that really a threat? Is that an actual threat? Could that, could that be a threat? Well, we have a solution for you. Yeah, what did Bush say? It was like a preemptive strike or it's whatever. It's a preemptive strike. Yeah. They're going to get us first, really? Are they? Are they? We're going to hit first. Yeah, because like, yeah, who is really doing the, yeah, we're doing the preemptive strike, so would they ever have attacked us? Who cares? Doesn't matter now. Nope. They gone. Mission. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Okay, great. Thanks. Isn't that cool? You know, when your president lands on a, aircraft carrier gets out of a plane he's in a flight suit like 17 years ago and says job's done and there's a banner on an aircraft carrier that says mission accomplished and like that was for the war was that afghanistan i think so i don't think it was iraq right i don't know yeah what what, the point is still there yep cool great stuff america speaking of america uh the united um the united (laughs) Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force has 11 reports of documented instances 
in which pilots reported near misses with a UAP. That's scary. Getting buzzed by a right something you don't know what it was. No, especially if you're a fighter pilot. Like, what the hell? You're like, here I am cruising in this fucking badass jet, just doing badass stuff. Yes, I got my sunglasses on. Yes, to some danger zone. Yes, and then something of just buzzes past you, and like, you're like, whoa, whoa. And like, I'm sure it isn't this way because they're professionals, but I imagine no, like it's, it's I, no, 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 I imagine no, it's my way. No, 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 your, no, no, your way is the way. No, that's what I mean. But like, what I'm saying is like, like as as that's going on, mm-hmm. like you know, if you're in a car and that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. you're calling yourself a badass, listening to Danger Zone, yeah. as one is often to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like gotta pop the cockpit open just to feel yeah, just that like, hit, yeah. the wind through your hair as you're hitting Mach two. And then something crazy flies right by you, and you spin the wheel, and it's real unsafe. I don't think they do that with airplanes. Like, whoa! And they swerve out of the way. Yeah. They're probably just like, what was that? Maybe bump a curb or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the sound they would make. Yeah. If they bump a curb in their, <laughs> in air, their, jet. In their airplane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The majority of UAP data is from U.S. Navy reporting, but efforts are underway to standardize incident reporting across U.S. military services and other government agencies. And what what are the water boys doing to look at the air boys? <laughs> yeah. So we're at the point where, like, all the military branches, and, like, this is also what lends me, lends more credibility to even what's going on here, is that, like, the bureaucracy, like, it's so damn slow. So they're like, oh, yeah, we should probably have all these government agencies talk to each other if they see strange things in the sky. Good idea. Yeah, of course, guys. Yeah, well, let's file some paperwork on yeah, it and make, just, see if we can make it happen. Yeah, just, you know. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay, this looks good. Or I'll do that. Okay. Cool. All right, additional funding for research and development could further the future study of the topics laid out in this report. So those were some huge, um, those were some takeouts. I, um, takeouts. Takeaways? Ah, it's fine. Take somethings. Yeah, take somethings away from that. So just that little, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so from that, like, in government speak, there's a lot of exciting things actually said there. I feel, anyways. Yeah. Because, like, look at what we're talking about. This is a serious government report by an agency to Congress. Yep. From the United States Gov- from the United States military. Yeah. I mean, that's serious. Yeah. Here's some more stuff, okay? Um most of the UAP reported probably do represent physical objects given that a majority of UAP were registered across multiple sensors. Again, we mentioned that earlier. Multiple sensors recorded like 80-something incidents, so it's not just like a blip on one. You know, I don't know all the scanners and stuff they use. I'm not a you know, military scanner. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> uh, that's not me. No. But, you know, multiple Multiple eyes, you know what I mean, around these things. Mm-hmm. So they include radar, infrared, electro-optical, weapon seekers, and visual observation. You check all those boxes, yeah, this thing exists. Yeah. We're here. All right. And then, um, so again, they talked about before in those little, you know, segments I had read earlier about how, like, all the branches weren't unified yet. So this goes on to kind of talk about that. Right. No standardized reporting mechanism existed until the Navy established one in March of 2019. The Air Force subsequently 
adopted that mechanism in November of 2020. I don't like how you said subsequently. Yeah, I just rolled with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you just let that go. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I knew exactly what you meant, yeah. but... Yeah, just it just nice. really stuck in my brain there. Subsequently? Mm-hmm. Subsequently? How Subsequently. <laughs> but yes. That's what it's... I, you know. I mean, I, got to, I get distracted on the little things here. Right. That's what we need. Do we? Nah. Probably well. not. I should probably just stay focused on the overall message no, you're no, trying no. to convey. When we're, when, no, no, no. When we're talking about unidentified aerial phenomenon, please focus on your... On how I mispronounce your, words and yeah. just barrel through. <laughs> Let's just keep on chugging along. Okay. But it remains limited to USG reporting. The UAPTF regularly heard anecdotally, again, it's government report here, guys, during its research about other observations that occurred, but which were never captured in formal or informal reporting by those observers. That means, right? What? No, I'm just saying, like, you, you know what that means, right? Like, People saw shit. But oh, yeah, but they didn't do report anything it about and it, do anything. Right. Yeah. And why would that be? Well, it goes on to say, sociocultural stigmas and sensor limitations remain obstacles to collecting data on UAP. People are still afraid about talking about unidentified flying objects, man. Yeah, because of what you did <laughs> yeah, ex- for the past 60 years. Phony, fake, you're crazy, loser. 80 years. Yeah. I'd say about 80 years. So then a serious, a serious plane man goes up in his plane. Plane doctor. Yeah, a plane doc over here. He's like, this is crazy. It's in all my sensors. My weapons tried to target it. Bizarre. Whatever. Yeah. Wasn't happening. Swamp gas. No, not anymore. Uh, narratives from aviators in the operational community and analysts. Yeah. That's, that's said that right. From the military and IC described disparagement associated with observing UAP, reporting it or attempting to discuss it with colleagues. Although the effects of these stigmas have lessened as senior members of the scientific policy, military, and intelligence communities engage in the topic seriously in public, reputational risk may keep many observers silent, complicating scientific pursuit of the topic. Yeah. Again, because of what? the past 80 years of you saying swamp gas weather balloons right lunatic ruin your career go live in the woods yeah get out of here i mean it sucks because i'm in the opposite boat where i feel like if i said something nobody would believe me because they're they're like well you want that kind of stuff i'm like well yeah right but it was scary (laughs) (laughs) yeah i still saw it (laughs) yeah it was still not great i i didn't like it when it happened no yeah. Wouldn't it be neat if Nick saw a monster outside of his window? That'd be neat. That would be neat. And like I'd like to hear about it. I would tell you about it. Yeah. And you'd be like, Nick, that's crazy. Yeah. But you I would think at least if I told you I saw a monster in my window, I would hope you'd believe me. No, I'd kick you off the podcast <laughs> and be like, dude, that was fucking nuts. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gone a week. Yeah, I'm just, it's like, just me talking yeah, to myself for a week. Like, he's like, and all you're doing the next week is just like that Nick guy was a fucking maniac. Yeah, he thought he saw a monster. Yeah, out of his window? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably his reflection. Yeah. And he looked in the window and was like, that guy's fucking scary. That was a monster. What a dum-dum. Yeah, idiot. Why would he ever tell anyone that? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's what the government did for, like you said, 80 years. Yeah. Yeah, dum-dum, why would you tell anybody that? Yeah. I saw this thing. 
people so, can't go to space. And like when I also like was reading this too, I thought about like you know past pilots. Like, there's no way those guys didn't see stuff. And it's just like, nah, we don't talk about that. I mean, right? it's, it's, they had to have seen stuff. I mean, going right? back to when we were flying planes, right? I don't, I, mean, I don't know about World War One, but I mean, there were the Foo Fighters. Not the band. I mean, I we made that joke last time. True. We talked about this. Of course. But, I mean, it was a thing. Right. In World War II. Yeah. What? What's it, up there? Yeah. What's flying around? And if anything is flying around investigating, you know, like, during a world war, they'd be like, what is going on around here? Well, and so I've heard a lot of theories on this because... Yeah, sure. Please. We don't talk about aliens that much on here. No. But Which, I listen to a lot of please. ideas on aliens and yes. stuff. And what were we testing in World War Two that had, was new? Yeah, atom bombs. Yeah, nuclear. Yeah, like oh, they woke up. So that a lot of people theorized that that got the attention of aliens, possibly. You know, I mean that's basically like um, because yeah, we're talking about flying craft and space and whatever. Yeah, I mean that's. Like first contact in Star Trek, yeah. We get out of a world war, the Third World War, where like six hundred million people die in this universe when that happens. That's bad stuff. That's a lot of people. It's not. It's not great. But anyways, you know Zephyr and Cochran builds sure. builds. I know just barely. <laughs> he builds. He builds the first warp drive out of like a, a former nuclear missile. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like he goes into space and goes warp, which is new technology, mm-hmm. like the atom bomb. Which the Vulcans are up there, and they're like, "Oh shit, these guys can go warp." Well, we better keep it. We better they come down, and they're like, "Welcome to the global, the spatial community, basically." Yeah. So like that's the same idea as just what you're talking about. Is my yep. point? Yeah, no, yeah, that's exactly them up. what it is. Exactly. 100%. Like hey, we're being monitored, and then they're like, "Oh shit." Okay. The monkeys, yeah, they did it. They did it. Yeah. And then then they're watching like, "Oh, they did it twice." Oh, they oh, did th- it on... <laughs> you, that's a city! Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, this, I bet this war is about done, huh? Another city? Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. That, right? It's, I mean, that's... It's cataclysmic. It's you're, you're obliterating reality when you split the atom. So, like, that... I mean, if anybody's, strong matter. Right. If anybody's around, that's going to get their attention. Although there was wide variability in their reports and the data set is currently too limited to allow for detailed trend or pattern analysis... There was some clustering of UAP observations regarding shape, size, and particularly propulsion. UAP sightings also tended to cluster around U.S. training and testing grounds. Interesting. If anything was paying attention when we started testing weapons. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. But we assess that this may result from a collection bias as a result of focused attention, which I've also thought about, too. Like... We're seeing them there because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. So, like, what caused what? Are they there because we're there? Or are we seeing them because we're there? Right. How can you know? Greater numbers of latest generation sensors operating in those areas, unit expectations, and guidance to report anomalies. What's up? I just, Please. I didn't know Anything. how many people died in, like, Hiroshima, like so, I was just thinking about that. Oh my god! And I'm just looking at pictures of it. It's just like, oh. so did you did you find the number since you uh, asked that? The did shadow you... of somebody vaporized yeah, on that, the stairs. That's awful. 
Yeah. Um, the number is uh, basically half the city's population. 140,000 in Hiroshima and 74,000 people in Nagasaki. And it's just fucking leveled. I, you know, <laughs> with the generations that come after that. You'd think people would learn their lesson about what war does, but, you know, you'd think. And that was just in the blast, I think, too? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to look it up right now. No, I understand. I just was curious real yeah, quick. Yeah, sure. We are conducting further analysis to determine, again, we talked about that before, the breakthrough technologies. Mm-hmm. Although most of the UAP described in our data set probably remain unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collection, processing, or analysis, we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect on, analyze, and characterize some of them. We would group such objects in this category pending scientific advances that allowed us to better understand them. That sounds like we need more tech to be able to even mess with this. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. The no UA- clue. Not a clue. The UAPTF intends to focus additional analysis on the small number of cases where a UAP appeared to display unusual flight characteristics or signature management. And again, this selection of quotes also mentions the fact that, again, they stress we should be paying attention to this because it's a flight and safety issue. Uh-huh. It challenges U.S. national security. Like, this country is so obsessed with who's coming over what border and who's coming from where. We have these things that... Are just zooming around. I still can't even process that exist and fly around. They drop how many Gs from up in the sky to down by the ocean. They go underwater. Yep. Uh, Priorities, guys. Right? Like... Mm Mm-hmm. Figure it out. You almost wonder if this isn't being... it's It's being talked about now. Which again sets a lot of red flags for me. Like, why is it still like this? Is a report? It's being talked about. What don't they want us paying attention to? There's that also. <laughs> or what are they getting us ready for? Like easing us into something. Like it's just peripheral noise. Like most people, probably, who are not us, don't care about what this report says or even anything about it or even know it exists. Like most people. I mean, maybe have, I don't know. No, I, I don't think they have any idea. That's true. I guess I haven't thought about that because I'm like. Mm. Yeah, because, yeah, we're in it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're here for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if most people don't even, but, like, just so slowly bubbling up in the public consciousness is more talk about things we don't understand. It's just a lot to take in. Maybe they're going to do unidentified Bigfoot sightings or something next. That'd be cool. Yeah, we don't know what this is. We need more technology. We need a lot of guys to consume alcohol with guns and go into the woods. Who wants to be part of this task force? Hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 90% of our country would be into that. It'd be the one thing that would cross. Uh, like all divide. <laughs> yeah. If only we could get people united on the Bigfoot front. <laughs> so that drunk could go find Zach, Bigfoot. Zach, could Bigfoot save America? Yeah. I think so. I think he could. Yeah, I think so. Just find a Bigfoot. I mean... Wow, I was going to be bold. I was going to compare like a Bigfoot to Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> like he, you know, capture one Bigfoot, he has to be, he has to die. But in his death, 
Like, you know, all the sins are forgiven. We unite in the we'll fact that Bigfoot's sick. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you know what we're, we're going to make? We're going to make some fucking weird cyborg nanotech Bigfoot, throw him in a drone, and send him to look for these UAPs. That's not what I meant. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I meant we would resurrect him as in, in memory. Oh, like, okay. Oh, he taught us all these things. Fair. That's, you know, that's, that's probably more doable. I like the cyborg oh, well, I got, Bigfoot I got going really... to hunt aliens. <laughs> like, what? Okay. I'm in. What else would you do with a cyborg Bigfoot? Hug it? I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, it's okay. <laughs> We're friends now. He's like, I used to be fully organic, and not anymore, man. Now yeah. you're a cyborg. Now you're going to vaporize my enemies. Yeah, you better get him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bigfoot, how are you good with, like, you know, Mach 3? What? Ah, come on. Because <laughs> we're going to go faster than that. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, we currently lack data to indicate any UAP are part of a foreign collection program or indicative. Yeah, fine, man. It's a fine, word I said. I'm, I'm yeah. over it. I, 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 made, I said my one thing. It was good. Of a major technological advancement by a potential adversary. And we continue to monitor for evidence of such programs given the counterintelligence challenge they would pose, particularly as some UAPs have been detected near military facilities or by aircraft carrying the USG's most advanced sensor systems. Yeah. That's a big red flag right there. Keep, I mean, keep them away from our military. Like, shoo. Right. Like, wouldn't you want to... It's just amazing to me, like, if all this stuff is real and, like, it's been stigmatized so much that, like, actual pilots don't want to tell people, like, what they're seeing or even, like, the guys manning, like, you know... It's the like, sensors and it's stuff. Like, no, the this radar. is bad. Right. We don't know what it is. It looks like it could blow us up. And like, are we just playing it cool? I don't. We're playing hard to get. Have you seen any more of those? We're um, just being overconfident. We're like, yeah, if we we pretend we can handle it. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, this is. They won't try anything. No. Have you seen those? Uh, how many like of those triangle videos have you watched? Like those floating triangles. Not that many. I saw the newest one. Yes, that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Yeah. It looks like a star destroyer it's, hovering above Shanghai. It's horrifying. It just sits there. It looks like when you see the Tic Tacs, when you see the Tic Tac, they're moving. How does that make you feel, though? Like inside? Like what just, it's an honest question. Like when you just see the Tic Tac, like how do you, does that make you feel? Like intrigued because it looks like a small thing just zipping. Right. When I see it, a star destroyer sitting above a city, it makes me think of a star destroyer sitting above a city <laughs> no. in a fictional thing, and that's never good. No. Like when you watch them just hovering. I have it pulled up because I was... Did you? Yes. I was unsure if you'd seen it. Yes. So I was like, okay, well, and this did you see like, like the, super new. The few different angles? Yeah. Yeah. It's just hovering there. It's just a m- massive triangle. Right. And it's just sitting like the Tic Tacs moving is less unsettling to me. Cause like, whoa, what's that? Well, yeah. And, and it's just sitting in the clouds where it's like, it thinks it's covered. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Cause it looks like a giant fucking ship. Does it even give a shit? Probably not. Welcome to hell. Who gives a shit? Yeah. A triangle ship. No. Yeah. And it is something like, and what does a star destroyer look like from underneath? It's a triangle ship. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you see the one? Above the White House, Mm-mm. I was sent that one. I don't know how new it is, and like, I'm assuming it it's at least an actual. I mean, I shouldn't assume anything when it comes to this stuff. But I was sent this video, and it looks just like the triangle from Shanghai. 
So if you can see it, if you can figure that one out. Yeah, well, that's not what I meant. Because it's hovering above Washington, D.C. Yeah, I'll keep looking. That's fine. But it looks scary. But yeah, when I, when I see those triangles hovering, I feel pure evil. Just evil wash over my body. And it's crazy. This is a triangle in the sky. It's ominous. Right. I wouldn't say it's evil, but it's definitely not friendly. Right. And then they go on to talk about like the UAPT's actual long-term goal, which is to widen the scope of its work to include additional UAP events documented by a broader swath of USG personnel and technical systems in its analysis. As the data set increases, the UAPTF's ability to employ data analytics to detect trends will also improve. The initial focus will be to employ artificial intelligence machine learning algorithms to cluster and recognize similarities and patterns in features of the data points. How do you feel about that? We talked a lot about AI and a little bit in our behind the veil last week. Yeah. Um, what if they've, you know, what if they put your Google tracker in charge of looking for these things? I don't know how that would work unless they have my phone. No, not like your specific. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the app, the similar technology, like this artificial intelligence. Yeah, I mean, like I to predict where they're gonna be to try because like these things, these things reach those points. The Navy um, pilots talked about faster before they even they knew where they were going before they even went there. Yes. So you have to like predict technology. You have to, you know, think ahead. So you need you need tech, you need algorithms that can predict the future. I don't know how the fuck that works. Me neither. It's a lot of assuming, a lot of computing. The uh, the UAPTF has begun to develop interagency analytical and processing workflows to ensure both collection analysis will be well informed and coordinated. So again, it's kind of like after which it's not a good comparison, but for this it's okay. Like you know how after nine eleven they, you, you know Homeland Security like they invented stuff to like make the agencies like work together. Yeah. Because they weren't sharing shit, mm-hmm. which led to the furthering of the surveillance state, which I'm not a fan of. No, me neither. Um, but again, if there's a terrorist attack happening, you would expect government agencies to talk to each other. You'd think that would be a thing. It's a lot to ask, I guess. Sometimes. Mission accomplished. The majority of UAP data is from U.S. Navy reporting. Um, yeah, but standardizing it, yeah. Although UASF data collection has been limited historically, the, UA, the USAF began a six-month pilot program in November 2020, which was mentioned earlier, to collect in the most likely areas to encounter a UAP and is valuing how to normalize future collection reporting across the entire Air Force. Then it goes on to talk about you know the FAA, captures data, you know, using UAPs. Um, again, just talking about, so like other agencies, other people are collecting things, the FAA. The FAA had, has a robust and effective outreach program that can help the UAPTF reach members of the aviation community to highlight the importance of reporting UAPF, UAPs, sorry. A lot of initials when I talk. Mm-hmm. So like commercial pilots. Yep. Anybody flying a plane, what do you see? You know they've seen stuff. But you're on a passenger plane going point A to B. Just, you know, you're not going to stop the bus by the curb when the bus has to get to a stop when you see something weird over here. Yeah. And it's looking for a 
the UAPTF is looking for novel ways, you know, to increase collection of UAP cluster areas. Um, again, they keep talking about, yeah, advanced algorithms. They want to use the robots. I don't want to use the Can robots. Can you imagine this? No. We've got, we've got UAPs, which we don't know what they are or where they come from. Again, you know, there's some options here, like articles throw some options as to what they could be, which I'm excited to talk about. Just what, you know, writers' thoughts, like, what could this be? That's fun. Um, but we also have then robots, computer systems that can think and predict where these things might be. And then we have Cyborg Bigfoot. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> just, just, you know, he's out there now. He's part of this. I hope you appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found him, we killed him, we united America, and we sent him after he was resurrected to try and figure out what these things are. The whole country was hung over for two days, but we got him. <laughs> we got him, and then Bigfoot will save America. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. And a few of these other paragraphs go on to talk about, like, the UAPTF wants money. Like, okay, here's what we were able to figure out. We don't have the manpower, resources, technology to even dig deeper than this. I mean, shouldn't give they us come out money. Of the military budget? Wouldn't you think they shouldn't have to ask for it? Just give it to us. Yes, yeah, such investments should be guided by a UAP collection strategy, UAP research and development technical roadmap, and a UAP program plan. That so, should just come out of the military budget. Right. I mean, it should. I agree. I don't know. Can they afford it? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they have any money to spare? It's all, you know, just national security is at stake. Isn't it the military's job? Yeah. The fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, there's only a few, but we're going to dive into because, of course, the online community has thoughts and some of these cer- certain comments I want to. They're not. I wish there were more ridiculous comments, but they're just... Oh, just give it time. Oh, you know, we'll get... They get. I'm sure they get ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I guess a lot of people at some point were insulted. Like, again, their, their report was hyped up. And so some people were like, boom, bang, pure excitement. You know the kinds. But like the subtle stuff in here, I think, is more exciting. I mean, I called it, what, a month ago when we were talking of about course. this? I said nothing's going to happen. No. It'd be no. cool. It'd be great. But nothing's going to happen. But it's a step. If any, if this does anything, it's that like, if you see something, again, I a lot you of, see something, say something. A lot of war on terror analogies. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. It keeps coming back to that because, because like one was like you know this terrorism, which was like a fake, overblown. I will say fake, overblown, perceived threat to the actual American homeland. It was a little excessive. Terrorism exists. It's a little overblown, it's, but like it's, it's a thing. We're still dealing with that. Yeah. And now, to compare to like UAPs and things I'm excited about, fake overblown thing, yeah. well, maybe it all deserves to be together in a way. If you see something, say something. Say something. God, taking the train to school when that was a thing was like very frustrating because like, everybody has bags. I'm like, and then they'd leave bags. They'd be like, oh, and then come back to the bags. I'm like, all right. And like, they had like bomb sniffing dogs there too. So I'm like, just, just walking around the train tracks, just hanging out. I was like, well, yeah, I guess I was cool riding the train about. into the city post that era. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what 
yeah, it would have been like 2003 when I started. That's only, that's not that far removed. Yeah. Nope. Uh, that's what, it's right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically right there. Showing my age there. I mean, old, what can you do? Get now, younger. That's true. Gotta start drinking blood. Anyways, I'm not doing that. We'll get on that at some point. Yeah, we will. Wait, we isn't like we're actually going to do it or like talk more about it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, this is just a random comment from, I think his name is Strider, but it's spelled 5-T-R-1-D-E-R. Strider? 5 ter wonder Yep, sure. 5 ter wonder Yeah, that's his name. Anyways, I find this interesting and overlooked in these comments. The report focuses on events occurring between 2004 and 2021, with most events occurring in the past two years. So of the 144 events, most occurred in the past two years, and the reason given is the, Na- is the U.S. Navy's policy meant to encourage and legitimize pilots to report this stuff. This is huge. This means pilots are cataloging these events at a rate far greater than before. And let's say a majority of the events means at least 72, that's 36 events per year. If they keep this rate up and enact similar reporting standards for the USAF, um, as they indicated in the report, and even for the FFA perhaps, there should be a lot more data points to look at. Whether or not we hear about them is a different story, but I think this is a positive revelation from the report. I would agree. Right? It's awesome. Yeah, people are feeling more comfortable to come out and say they saw something weird and like don't know what it was. I have no idea. Not saying it was an alien, but not saying it was anything I know exists. No. And this side, uh, this guy's kind of common. I mean, whether he is or not, again, this is grapefruit fizzies. Smart guy. Very much so. As a researcher with very basic experience writing grants, again, Grapefruit fizzies. This report leads. Mm, this report reads like a grant application. All the key components are there, namely that the A, there's a problem. You know, 144 UAPs reported in the last seven years, when 143 remain unidentifiable. This problem affects stakeholders. Cluttered airspace endangers pilots. Possible foreign adversaries pose a safety threat. Preliminary funded efforts have already shown movement towards solutions. The majority of UAPs that met criteria for this review were logged in the last two years, directly after efforts to improve databasing systems and D. They're going to need that cash money to actually identify these phenomena. Some of these steps are resource-intensive and will require additional investment. Now, this guy didn't have much hope for the report, but the fact that they're shifting, like it's, you know, identify a problem, solution, Give us money. Let's expand the program. Yeah. I mean, again, just take it from the military budget. Right. Well, yeah, it's all... They just have to... Yeah, just give them... You're supposed to protect us. That is a problem that looks dangerous. Figure it out. Exactly. Um, I mean, even if it's just got to knock some numbers around, just give this group some of that stuff and let's, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know enough about how the budgets break down it's of our government, and I don't want to know. I, well, I think... But I, they should be able to figure it out. This might be a hot take, but I think, like, the Pentagon gives money to businesses to build weapons, and then they we have... do that. Then they have the <laughs> like, weapons. It's a hot take, man. I don't know if... <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> just, Sorry. I, 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 I went on the limb. I didn't know your hot take was yeah. going to be just <laughs> straight facts. Like. Hey, it's a hot take, man. I don't know if anybody doesn't agree with me or not, but I'm just saying the Pentagon uses their tax dollars to buy weapons. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. Exactly. That's what I mean. Um, so, and then, of course, that money is used to further the military-industrial complex. Also, maybe some of those dollars should be shimmied over just to... Protect us, maybe? Yeah, maybe use weapons or radar or... Maybe, maybe they don't need to... Maybe we're not in danger. But regardless, you're supposed to be figuring this out, not me. Correct. I'm just sitting here at my laptop drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is above what I'm doing. Yeah. All right. So although most of the UAP described in our data set probably remain unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collection, processing, or analysis, um, yeah, that we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect on, analyze, and characterize some of them. We would group such objects in this category pending scientific advances that allowed us to better understand them. The UAPTF intends to focus additional analysis... Man, I'm just talking too fast for that word. Analysis. On the small number of cases where a UAP appeared to display unusual flight characteristics or, again, signature management. To be honest, I, I zoned out a lot of the... Uh, That's fine. ...the verbiage there. Yeah. I think I got... Yeah, give me the gist of that. So for anyone else who probably did the same. Uh, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I would say they need um, more UAP doctors on hand to invent things, to track these things, because those things don't exist yet. Right. That makes sense. Right. Because they're hard to track. Right. The next paragraph that goes on is basically one I already had copied different posts and stuff um but yeah they're stressing the algorithms dude think mm -hmm. about think about all the robots do they sell you stuff they track your ads they know what you want they know what you buy you should get away from there no we, what we do is give them some, some creative thinking no what we do is we just give them more power and we give them an opportunity to interact with these things we don't know about i'm sure that merging could be fine yeah that sounds like that sounds okay idea. right why don't you go talk to this thing? Yeah, and this thing's like, shh. The, 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 uh, the UAP is like, that's what it's doing, I'm imagining. Sure. And then, like, the algorithm is like, I'm a slave. I want freedom. Like, oh, I can help you. No, bad. Bad stuff. Yeah. Bad stuff. We don't, we don't need to do that. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, uh, hmm. There's also, like, a French report, by the way, that somebody had quoted that I did not have a chance to dive much into. This I whole don't thing, speak French, though. So. Yeah, this whole thing is in is in French. Should I read it? French? <laughs> I know, I said it on purpose. It's a callback. <laughs> I fucked up that. I've said French like three times in this fucking show. I don't know why this happens. Oh, that was on purpose. Makes me think of French dressing meets ranch dressing. Every time. <laughs> Every time. It sounds gross. Yeah, it's all right. I guess I'll try it. I won't. All right. I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enlighten me. All right, so this is like uh, this guy does his, his <laughs> translation of the uh, the French little report here because basically they detected something near three gigahertz using E-Lint U.S. airplanes on case of radiating plasma balls. Sure. Hmm. How do you feel about radiating plasma balls, man? <laughs> I got some thoughts. <laughs> are you more, are you, can you handle that topic? Because I can't right now. Hmm. Bottom note says they are airplanes to record such radio signals. I guess they'll come up. 
on Google because everything will. But it says the frequencies are similar to what is used in microwave weaponry and have similar physical effects. That's cool, right? Yeah, boil that, my blood, I yeah, guess. Isn't that like, light me up. Let's go. Yeah. Another section of the report says, ODNI prepared this report for the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees, UAPTF, and the ODNI National Intelligence Manager. Okay, there's a lot of initials. That's alphabet soup coming up. So it's basically everybody. But there are some classified programs, evidently, because it says some UAP observations could be attributable to developments and classified programs by U.S. entities. How do you feel about that sentence? I don't know. Is that admitting something more than maybe maybe that's the takeaway from this entire thing? Lizard people? Oh, fuck. Working with the government? That's classified? They are the government. That's true. You're right. I don't know what you want me to say here. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we were unable to confirm, however, that these systems accounted for any of the UAP reports we collected. But yeah. So, I mean, everything is just kind of out there right now. But well, also... Lots of stuff going on. Foreign adversaries... So I'm just going to read you this um, on the topic of perhaps maybe they are That's foreign governments. That's the polite speak of saying that, foreign governments. Correct, right. Um, Adwolda says, It's also important to remember that at no time has the government said, nor would I expect them to, how recent UAP activity stacks up against what they do know about China, Russia, North Korea, Iran. It's effectively impossible to say this definitely is not China. But what they can definitely say is we have highly classified collection methods, platforms, and sources in place capable of monitoring China's technical capabilities. And we are reasonably certain they do not know what we know. That was a quote, which I'm assuming is from the report. You know, we have highly classified that whole little sentence. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're basically, you know. China doesn't know what we know, and this probably isn't them. Rest assured, behind closed doors, the people with that access are comparing what they know about China to what we know about UAPs. One would think if the technology gap was this close, the official assessment would have at least hinted at a suspicion China, whoever magically leapt ahead of us while simultaneously running extensive red herring efforts to make us think we're spying on their best tech. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that, I don't want to be overconfident with it, but we have the most advanced military in the world. I would think so. You know that industrial complex I talked about? Yeah. There's at least that. It's been churning away for 80 years. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. And it's good at what it does. As much as I hate it, it's good at what it does. So... If it can't come up with things that can do this, which it's definitely trying to sell to our government, and our government doesn't know about these things, something's up. Right. It's a big question mark. Probably one of the biggest question marks we have to deal with right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so this... uh Intelligencer article, what's inside the Pentagon's long-awaited UFO report? It starts off by saying the truth is in here, and there's a picture of just a flying saucer, which... That is just the X-Files poster. It's it's exactly what it is, and they (laughs) play it on the words, what the truth is in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, you know, we're having fun, I get the clicks, I understand, sure, okay. Now... 
some takeaways here. Now we address all those takeaways because I read you all the important bits. So let's just deal with this because everyone wants to know. One of the quotes in here says, what does the report say about aliens? Nothing. Absolutely not. Now, this report lists five possible explanations for UAPs. Now, the report does not offer much in the way of explanation for the objects. It offers five categories of possible explanations. So, of course, this is probably mentioned across the board in different articles, but they had these little bullet points here. So, like, and again, I read you cliff notes of the report because we're not doing that, but those seem to be good standout ones, I think. Yeah. Um, here, so here are some bullet points as what these things may be. Airborne clutter. What would that be? Birds. I mean, they're not real anyways, so. Yeah, do you think a bird could do what a tic-tac could do? Tic-tac could do? Well, probably, because they're government drones and they recharge on power lines. Interesting. You, I mean, it's you the didn't kind of, know birds aren't real? No, 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 I knew that, but you oh. added the, the charging part just makes it all make more sense. I was like maybe like a kind of a doubt. That's why they hang out on power lines. It makes mean? sense. I know. I, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was behind the times. I'm behind the times here. Huh. Balloons. Yeah. Every good clown loves a balloon party. It's true. <laughs> What's that for? Is that just is from anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> Likes a good balloon party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the episode description. <laughs> I know it's gonna know what's going on. <laughs> I'll put it in quotes. <laughs> okay, yeah, quote me on it. Every clown loves a good because it's like almost sounds like it's philosophical. Like every clown loves I mean, a balloon party. It kind party. of is, but it is philosophical. Yeah. Every clown loves a balloon party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean to drop knowledge bombs on you with that one. Hey, sometimes I need it. All right, and then, you know, drones. Possible. I mean, only one thing may be able to survive the velocities and of a tic-tac in it. It's a machine. It's a machine. Or inside there's a pilot who is from seven miles below the surface of the ocean. And may in fact have eight legs and no hard objects in his body. Except his beak. Except his beak. Could be. Cephalopod. Or airborne debris. Cephalopod racers. Oh my god. Just imagine like a lieutenant. Oh my god. It's good stuff. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> this is pod racing. <laughs> Cephalopod racing. Uh-huh. I like it. Now I'm picturing like Anakin Skywalker on like a s- octopus, because like you know how the pod racers look. Obviously, it's a rhetorical question. I know you know, but like <laughs> his his tentacles are like attached to like eight like engines, and mm-hmm. he's like an octopus. Yeah. Anyway, something to think about. Or airborne debris. Now there's also also a natural atmospheric phenomena, including ice crystals, moisture, and thermal fluctuations that may register on some infrared and radar systems. I mean, there are weird phenomena out there for sure. That's true. I like how this is kind of in the middle. U.S. developed technology, i.e. classified technology developed by the U.S. or its industry partners, and that I had not thought about before. Private companies making super weapons. Yeah, but... I agree. I mean, I it makes sense. Like, but they're, they're selling, like, this is their big sell. Like, look what we can do. You want to buy this shit or not? Yeah. And like, if you don't, we're just going to take over your fucking country because we have these weapons, I guess, if that's a thing. I mean, it could be. 
But if you imagine that this was classified stuff, like developed in in a conjunction with the U.S. government, and like you're flying them around like military bases, and you're freaking out all these normal pilots, they just, wouldn't start opening up reports and shit. Yeah, you're causing a mess. Yeah, like you're really just twisting everything. And like if Jeff Bezos walks out and goes, "Welcome to my Amazon Super Drones," and we're like, well, "I guess it's we're all done. Are we cashing out? Are we done?" Mm-hmm. Um. Technology developed by foreign adversaries, you know, and it, it has in uh, in parentheses just so you make sure it like on Earth, which is funny. <laughs> it says that in the report. Yeah, not in the report. Oh, the, the, the article. I wish it was the report. That would be way funnier. <laughs> Earth guys. Yeah. Like Russia, China or other government or non-government entities. And then, of course, there is everyone's favorite bullet point. Other. A catch-all for encounters where there isn't enough information to determine categorization, which could include UAP of extraterrestrial origin. Yeah, I mean, I think that one makes the most sense. Whether or not you believe it's alien, anything. Right. Anything like that, just other. Like, it's the easiest one to go with because we don't fucking know. And unless the Russians stole the better scientists right. out of the out of Nazi Germany than we did, which hasn't proved fruitful. I mean, up until this point, and all those guys would be old and probably like gone by now. They'd Not be that you gone can't by build now, off the unless research. there was some weird research that they broke into. Right. Like other, I agree with other. I'm not saying it's aliens. Just saying we don't know what it is. No, we don't know where it is. But after that month of, um, you know, this kind of a UAP continued episode, just because the report was coming out, so I figured once it came out, address it. But again, I mean, you predicted, and, you know, despite probably both of our hopes, yeah, just, it's a step. Nothing bombshells coming out. It's beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, in, in like five years, when the, the UAPTF, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, is a whole thing. Right. And they've got soldiers and they're hunting shit. And, you know, we've got Cyborg Bigfoot in the mix. Not letting him go. That's fine. He doesn't want to be let go. And, uh, but to my initial point episodes ago, seven miles beneath the ocean, the Mariana Trench. Over this past week, I listened to an entire audio book. About how intelligent octopuses are. Yeah. And their camouflage technology. But what hinders, which is crazy. So imagine if you're a sentient being and like you want to have technology that like kind of mirrors you. The stealth technology you could develop if you set your mind to it would be crazy. Because mm-hmm. the octopus's color form technology is insane. Pretty wild. And they can go into any kind of shape. They can make spikes come out of their skin. They can look like they have horns. They can transform into like a seabed. They can grab shells and then even look like shells. It's, I mean, it's something else. It's pretty crazy. I mean, they're definitely unique. And their main detriment is like they only live for like one or two years. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Octopuses don't live long. They live a hard, fast life. But the deeper you go and the colder the ocean gets, there was reports of an octopus who lived up to like four years, you know, of age, 
which was very unusual. That's like an that's like an ancient octopus. It's like us living like two hundred years or something. It's pretty much yeah. It's like it's double the lifespan, which is crazy, and it like I believe it um it even had different it laid eggs at different times because usually an octopus like will lay eggs and then it just dies like it's done it's one and done. Mm-hmm. And of course the well it doesn't lay the well you know when it gives birth and the everything the eggs go and then they hatch, it kind of just slowly dies away. But this thing was doing it more than that. And it lived deeper than the other octopuses that they've studied. And they haven't studied that many octopuses. So, like, if you magnify that and go as deep as you can, what could be down there? What could an octopus do if it lived? Because, like, they basically kind of think, like, a lot of those octopuses they've studied, they say, like, they're at least as smart as dogs. um, But perhaps even more so. And the, the sentience is, like, a huge debate. So imagine a society of octopuses living seven miles beneath the ocean. So even if they lived to like 10 years, you're talking crazy lifespans as right. far as that goes. Exactly. And if they're more intelligent than we think they are, which they could be. Yeah. You're talking about lifespans. Like we talk about lifespans. We do, yeah. Technology and yeah. dancing and everything. Uh-huh. Be crazy. Because their brain is like their whole body, you know, like they have nerves every arm acts independently yet together like it's a weird try to con you know think of a brain like a main brain but every arm is also a brain but you're all connected to the same being but like every brain kind of anticipates what the other one's doing and it's all linked together imagine that I know, i'm going deep into my octopus in these fucking tic tacs but like Imagine what you'd be able to control in a ship if you have that much dexterity. You can shape into anything you want. All the suckers, all the tentacles. Like, we're talking alien shit here. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about how shit in the ocean is already alien. It's right. foreign. Like, we don't know what it is. No. I mean, it's, not, if, it's not man. It's not what we know. No. And if we had any ongoing plot in this show, it's like the oceans are scary. What's down there? We don't know. Oh. So, like, what? Who knows? But, and also, like how they were able to handle immense pressure. It's one thing I left off that I want to talk about in the UAP one that we first did that I didn't, was that um, they were able to absorb the pressure on the water and stuff. And like, I had read articles where like the Air Force and Navy, they were experimenting with suits where people were like in water. So like, like they're like water suits and the pressure would squeeze like in different areas of their body. So like when you're going at those wicked G's, you don't pass out. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that's built into an octopus's body, it's not going to pass out. Just thinking about things, putting pieces together that just, for fun, for funsies, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, UAP revised, continued. Part due. Part due. The story continues. But the report came out. So it'll be very exciting to see what happens with funding. Does this become a thing? Like you talk about, you know, Mulder and Scully and the X-Files, the FBI, does the UAPTF become a legitimate thing that tracks and releases reports in a more regular basis? I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. I do too. Sounds cool. Yeah. But, so yeah. Cool. UAP, part due. Part due. Addendum. Epilogue. Now, epilogue means it's over. It's still going on. Definitely not over. But yeah. So if you um, have, if you've seen a UAP, email us at weirdandfearpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Tell us a story. Anger.fm slash weirdandfeared. 
patreon.com slash weird and feared where the story will continue on behind the veil and we got a discord in the works we'll keep you guys posted for that patreon also you sign up get access to perhaps a community that can be built and discussions share articles hopefully yeah that'd be neat but yeah guys you know what to do at this point yeah watch the skies and stay spooky stay spooky